I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. This week, we're talking, continuing to talk about your lifestyle in the new economy, and it's a uh, it's a heartfelt episode this week as we as we move on through this pandemic. The last couple of episodes, I've been talking about really lifestyle in the new economy and what it's going to take for you to be successful in the new economy. Um, and we talked a, a lot, of, you know, good things. We talked about accountability by getting things done and, and doing what you say you are going to do and how that's part of your reputation and how you get to control that that type of thing. And then we talked last week about um, we don't do stress, my grandmother's old saying, uh, you know, finding the right kind of way to, to be aggressive and, and get things done. And today I, I want to continue pushing towards getting more things done and evolving who you are amid the new economy. And today I'm going to cover... Uh, humility, but not in the way that you think I'm going to cover humility, and I'm going to cover humiliation. Uh, and and spoiler alert, right now I'm going to tell you how much humility is not a good thing. Uh, and I, I write a lot about this in the book, um, so I want you to stay with me on that. It's uh, um, I was writing my chapter. One of my chapters was going to be called "Be Humble," and I got halfway through it. I'm like, this is shit. It's all wrong. It's not right. And so it's, um, I, I scrapped the whole entire thing and flipped it on its head. And, um, and the more I think about humility, the more, uh, I think about the negative aspects of the word. And, um, there's a great quote by Clarice Lispector, if you're familiar with literature, uh, she wrote a book called the passion of GH. And she said, um, I think she's Brazilian. Uh, it's a great book. It's on the thousand one to read before you die. I recommend it. Uh, those only those who are not humbled are humiliated, and uh, it's a good thing. It got me thinking for a little bit. And um, humility and humiliation come from the same base, which I never put the two together. Um, and while while you can theoretically say that they have very different meanings, there's definitely something there to explore and. The definition of humility, what we're telling everyone to be, we love to tell people to be humble, be humble, is to have a low opinion of yourself. And <laughs> that is is not good. Uh, and humiliation, effectively, is being harshly reminded of that low opinion of yourself. Also, not good. Um now, I, we talk about humble leadership being a good thing. We talk about, um, and, and I understand that. It's, uh, uh, I would argue that it's not necessarily a good thing. But when we talk about humble leadership, we're not really talking about being humble. What we're talking about is don't be an arrogant ass. And that's different. Okay, so humility is pitched as this reverential, um, holy tail between your legs, uh, it's really, I mean, over time it's evolved, but it was really driven by the by the religious sector, and it's to recognize that God or someone is bigger than you, and um, recognize your own insignificance, and you aren't the end all be all, and 
And that's fine, right? There, there's, there's a good limit there, right? But it begins and ends with just the fact that, you know, don't be an arrogant ass. And that's it. Uh, and too many times, I speak a lot with my clients, and this comes up a lot, is that they say, well, I just wanted to be humble, so I didn't ask for it. And that's wrong. Like, we're not going to be successful in the new economy if you're not asking for things and taking credit for things. And as you go through, and I want you to think about your day-to-day as you walk through through work or or your business or anything, if you're not taking credit for it, somebody else is. And so taking credit for something you're proud of or being proud of your work or giving yourself license to say, I want to do this or I want credit for that and I did this, um, that's not a bad thing. Uh, and and that was something I had to learn, and I unfortunately I learned it after corporate, <laughs> uh, because I just let people walk all over me. I would just say, oh, okay, well it's good for the team, you know, it's good for the team. I'm not gonna, uh, and and I got no credit for it. And what we're really talking about with humble leadership is really like this effective humility, um, and it's it's just you know be a learner from your people and be a partner, but also stick up for what's right. That's you know, that, that confident humility. And those are not differential words. Um, and really what we, we need is, is to be a member of a team as the leader, but knowing your place as a leader and getting people to execute on what you say they're going to execute. And when we think about, so there's a lot of words that, that come up when we talk about leadership, right? You've got vulnerability, you've got confidence, you've got humility, and everyone's very quick to tell you what you need to be as a leader. And they're going to tell you, you have to be vulnerable, but you also have to be humble and you also have to be confident. And then that's it. Like they just leave it there. And you just say like, kiss my ass, man. That's, you know, you've just handed me a a pretty lethal cocktail. It's almost impossible to figure out. And what people are just saying, which they like to just tell people in their lazy way of giving advice because their, their own insecurity is driving it, is they just want to tell you how to be. And so they say, be humble. And that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help anything. And a wise man once told me, uh, he was actually the first coach I ever went to before I left corporate, the difference between arrogance and confidence is follow through. And it's a fine line. And I struggled myself a lot with, you know, wanting to be seen as confident. And I very often people misinterpreted it as arrogance. And I came off as an arrogant individual and I didn't, that wasn't my intention, but I was trying to fill this kind of, this kind of gap and humility is just taken too far. This lowly opinion of yourself, a meekness, a modesty, will not help you be successful in the new economy. We need to be diligent in taking credit for our work. And we need to be outspoken in in what we want and what we desire. Uh, And that can be done in a proper way, but we have to remember to stick up for ourselves. Because if you don't tell someone what you want, you're never going to get it. Nobody's thinking about you. I hate to tell you that. Nobody's thinking about it. We've got so many things. Think about it yourself. Think about all the things you're dealing with. And then think about like Allison Accounting. Are you really thinking about what's important for Allison Accounting? No. Are you thinking about what's important for Steve the lawyer? No. You're thinking about your little world. But if Steve the lawyer or Allison Accounting came to you and said, this is what I want, that's very, okay, well, maybe I'll help you, right? And that's different. So you have to articulate what it is that you want. You have to stick up for yourself, which brings me back to humiliation. Um. We also hear a lot, and there's so many things that just catch fire, right? You got to be humble. You got to do all this. And, and this thing of fear of failure, which I bought into. 
I bought into a, a while ago that people are afraid of failure and they're not, or maybe they are a little bit, but they're not. That's not what's driving their fear. Um, what's really stopping us from challenging ourselves and what's really stopping us from, from really pushing our own envelope is humiliation. That's what we're afraid. We are petrified of being humiliated. And as culture evolves and, and everything changes and technology, everybody's an expert. We live in like this world of unaccountable online commentary, and it's very easily, uh, it's very easy to get humiliated when you put something out there. And when I ask people, you know, what do you create? It doesn't have to be something artsy, but what do you create? Do you create a strategy? Have you communicated it? Have you built a business? And people will say, no, it's because they're afraid of someone ripping it apart. And that's not failure. That's humiliation. And there is nothing worse, I know it, uh, than trying really hard to do something, putting your soul into it, and have people make fun of it because it feels personal. And that hurts. It's, it's social rejection. It's physical pain. Whatever you want to talk about the brain, the way it treats it, doesn't matter. You aren't afraid of failing with writing a book. You're afraid it's going to be rejected or it's not going to sell or that people are going to think it sucks. That's what you're afraid of. Now, is that failure or not failure? I don't know. Um, you're not afraid of launching a business necessarily. You could always start it on the side. Whatever business you're thinking of, you're afraid of being told you're not good enough. Now, if you had the same type of business that you wanted to start, you just started on the side and it just petered out, fine. At least you tried it. It failed, but at least you tried it and nobody would make fun of you for that because you're still doing your thing. Uh, I, I tell the story a lot um, of people who come to me all the time about, I want to start a podcast, but they don't want to say that they're afraid, but they're afraid. And what I tell them is, we'll just record five podcasts. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And then I, I drop the little hammer. I say, nobody has to see it. And then when I tell them that nobody has to see it, whatever you create, like we have this imagination that our world is so big. Nobody has to see what you create until you share it with them. They say, oh, well, that's interesting. And so they're not afraid of doing a podcast. They're afraid of the rejection of other people. And then so you do your five little podcasts and you share them with people you really trust. And you, you gear yourself up for the negative commentary. That's probably not going to come. You know, some people will give you good advice and we, we blow up the negative a little bit. But um if you want to do, like I do my podcast for fun. It's literally for fun. That's it. I don't, you know, sell advertising on this thing. I don't do it. I do it for fun. And I think it's beneficial for my clients. I also tell the story a lot. Um, and this is probably where my humiliation thing comes from is, is just the, the term um, or phrase of being knocked down a peg, being knocked down a few pegs. Um, I grew up in a very large Irish-American family, Northeast, Bronx, New York, uh, and then Pennsylvania for a little bit. Um, and I wouldn't trade my large family or my Irish-American heritage or anything. Like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's awesome. Um, makes me who I am. Uh, home, comfort, everything can't be replaced. But the, the Irish-American culture is very big on authenticity. And the Irish culture in general, like the Irish... Um, not just Irish-American, but Irish are very big on authenticity, and they're very quick to notice when someone is trying to, they say, put on airs, right? And, and, um, and when you think about just Irish history and, and who the Irish are, 
and the ancestry of of just Irish Americans and Irish people is they're built their poetry, songs, history, art. Um, it's all based on this extraordinary capability of observing like the human element. That's what that's what makes Irish people so fantastic. So with that context, there's a saying in at least the Irish American culture. I'm sure the Irish do it too. Of of to, someone needs to be knocked down a peg or two. And uh, I heard it all the time growing up. Um, when someone was a little too confident, uh, or your ego got stretched a little too far, um, or when you did something that was a little too self-serving, not serving others, you were seen as needing to be knocked down a few pegs. And it's uncomfortable to watch. When you watch someone get knocked down a few pegs, it is so incredibly uncomfortable. I'm an observant individual. I've always been an observant individual. Um, you grow up with five siblings. You just learn to kind of sit and watch and, and see what's going on and, and and play the room a little bit. Um, and so you see it happen when someone gets knocked down a few pegs. And I've been my I've been knocked down a few pegs quite a bit as well. Um, but when you watch someone's face, even if they hold up like a courageous face, afterwards you watch them and it is just painful to watch. Uh, and you know what? Maybe someone does. I know I've needed to be knocked down a few pegs before, and that's fine. Um, it's justifiable. But uh, but the problem with knocking someone down a few pegs and humiliation, now I'm going to pivot it. Like We're afraid of humiliation. But let's take a look on the other side of the people who do it, who humiliate. Um, the problem with it is that it's subjective. Who's to say you're being too confident? Who's to say... Uh, that you're being too self-serving without the full context. It's subject to the whims and emotions of the person doing the knocking. And, and when we're at a vulnerable time or at an impressionable age, those two things go hand in hand. Um, and I want you to think back to when maybe you were humiliated as a child. It makes us not want to try harder. And it puts us into our little box. And... Um, when we get a little too stretched and other people remind us of that, uh, we suddenly don't want to try and forge a new path. And, um, and then all of a sudden we're starting to live the life and the narrative of the people around us. And, um, and that's not, you know, that's not good. I, I, my, my cage got rattled a bunch growing up and it's part of the learn. It's part of learning, right? We have to test our boundaries. Um, but for a long time, I wouldn't push outside my comfort zone. And then I hated my situation. I was stuck at corporate. I was doing this and that, and it sucked. Um, and I, it was because I, I was afraid of being humiliated for trying something new. And uh, trying something new, just I, I built up this whole entire thing, this elevated and, and expected risk of humiliation uh, from people I respected. Uh and then I realized that I was worried about the wrong people. And then that's like a whole, that's a whole different podcast right there. Uh, but unintentionally, and, and all the people who knocked me down, their intention wasn't to make me not try harder. Uh, many, like there's all kinds of reasons why, you know, it's, we like to say it's for the benefit of them. You know, they got to remember where they came from, blah, 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 blah. Um, but when it's subjected to the just the whims of another person, it's uh, 
I, I've learned over time because I've watched it happen to more and more people. It's really driven by an insecurity of the person doing the knocking. Um, we get, uh, we like to feel superior to other people. And when things are out of control, which you've heard me talk a lot about this. I mean, this is something that's so fundamental that nobody really experiences or, or recognizes or addresses is when things are out of control, we put other people down so we could feel better about ourselves. And it's, it's not productive for anybody. Um, and, and, you know, I know people who just don't operate that way and they push people up and they're always, you know, motivating and everything. And those are the people that, that others are attracted to and want to be around. And I've always admired that in someone. Um, and, uh, and, and it needs to change. And so I, w- I would ask yourself a couple questions. One is what fear of humiliation do you have? And two, um, are you doing the knocking? You know, do you, I, most people I know don't need to be knocked down a few pegs. They need to be pushed up a couple pegs. And, uh, it's like, you know, making fun of a homeless person at a job fair. Like, why would you do that? Why would you knock someone down a few pegs? They're trying to better their life. They're trying to do something new. They're trying to challenge themselves. And people do it to feel superior because of their own insecurity. And so I'll wrap today, uh, not wrap, but wrap up, you know what I mean, Uh, (laughs) uh, is ask yourself uh, if you're asking yourself the right questions. That's it. If you want to challenge yourself in some particular way, the first question you should be asking yourself is, are you proud of what you're creating? And this could be creating anything. This could be creating a business. It could be creating a book. It could be creating a painting. It could be creating, um, I don't know, just a garden, like whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be whatever you want it to be. Challenging yourself to do something new and a new experience. You don't need to give reasons to anybody else. But if you're proud of it, then it's irrelevant what other people think. And so I I would ask, are you asking the right questions? Are you asking if you're proud of something? And if you do this, will you be proud of it that you could tell someone, hey, I tried this, whether it worked or not. This is what I learned, right? Great. Like We talk about failure as like a learning opportunity and everyone likes to pivot it, uh, but nobody talks about the humiliation. So you can try whatever the hell you want. And if you're proud of it, even if it failed, then that's great. Or are you asking yourself, what will the neighbor say if I try it? Then you're asking yourself the wrong question. Are you proud of doing what it is that you're doing? Uh, and I guess you could probably ask that in terms of life in general, right? If you really wanted to get, you know, crazy. <laughs> Are you proud of your corporate lawyer job? Um, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not doing career coaching. But I'm mostly talking about getting over the humility and the humiliation. And I want you to think about that and think about challenging yourself in the proper way. And uh, damn it, be proud of what it is that you do. That's it. And take credit for it. And learn. That's part of, you know, we learn through experience. We talk about being a learner. We talk about challenging ourselves. We talk about being successful. You can't do it if you don't try anything. So try the things that will make you proud. And a lot of times it's not going to work. But you know what? It doesn't fail either. If you take a look at anybody's business plan from when they started to when they got five years down the road, 10 years down the road, looks nothing like what they thought. But they tried. And they evolved. And you know what? It turned into something completely different. And that's okay. So uh, stop being humiliated. It's okay. Love yourself. Be good. Uh, Have a wonderful week. 
And as always, I'm here for you if I can help you with anything. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. Bellwether.